Hello beautiful humans and welcome to the very first episode of Real Love, Real Relationships. I'm so excited to finally be here. This project has been stirring within me for a couple of months now and it's so amazing to, to finally see it coming into fruition and birthing. It's like, oh, amazing. It's like having a child for the first time. It's so exciting. So the reason that I wanted to create this series is because I kept seeing so much misinformation in regards to how relationships actually work. And I really wanted to open up conversation with couples, especially to give you a behind closed doors peek into what it really means or what it really takes to make a relationship last and go the distance. You know, with social media and all of that these days, we can get so caught up in the highlight reel and that's exactly what's going on, right? People are only showing the highlights of their, of their relationships and it's creating a misinformed um, group of people who think that in order for a relationship to be great it has to be perfect so I am here to debunk that truth and really give you an insight into how it isn't always like that relationships aren't perfect but they can be perfect for you and offer you what it is that you need to move forward to grow to expand with an incredible human by your side so I'm incredibly passionate about this. You know, my personal journey was that I had a belief that if it wasn't perfect, it wasn't right. And that resulted in me sabotaging a lot of relationships at the first sign of bump. So I'm really, really excited and really passionate about bringing this to you because I know that there are so many relationships out there right now that are possibly going through some bumps and you're sitting there and wondering, oh my gosh, like, is this how it's meant to be? Or, oh my gosh, am I with the right person? Or this isn't right, this isn't perfect. Maybe I'm not with the right person. And that's not always the truth. So I'm hoping that through this series, you are going to feel a little bit of relief and realize that we're all in this together. We are all human. And just allow yourself a bit of space and patience to really understand that relationships take effort. They're not all shiny and roses and happy and sunshine all the time. And that's exactly how they're meant to be. You wouldn't want it that way. So my loves, without further ado, I welcome um, my first guests today, which are, who are, sorry, um, Jamie Lee Curtis and Eric Bergen. So I met these two beautiful souls at a personal development weekend that we did here on in Brisbane in November of 2018. And I witnessed them have an incredible breakthrough in their relationship. So I'm really excited to bring that to you guys, to talk about that, to dive in deep on all the things, sex, fighting, or, you know, conscious coupling, all of the things that make up a really beautiful, healthy, sustainable, happy relationship. So my loves, enjoy, and I will see you again at the end. All right. Welcome, guys. So you guys are the first interview couple on the series. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Pretty damn exciting. Yeah, it's Good awesome. choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my masculine just wants to be like, of course, who else would you pick? <laughs> Naturally. My little boy's like, this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, so the reason that I wanted to get you guys on the show was because I remember when I first met you. So we've only really known each other since November, which is amazing. Mm. Um, and when we first met, we were all taking part in the Extreme Leadership Program run by Alexia and Preston. And I remember a pivot, like a really pivotal point in your relationship in that 
um, in that program where you were standing and you were looking at each other and you didn't know whether or not your relationship was going to continue or end. Can you remember that? One time in front of 108 people where we weren't sure if we were going to be a thing <laughs> that seemed to hang in the balance. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> but it was such a beautiful moment to witness. And that's why I was just like, yeah, I really want to get these guys on to share that journey because like, mm-hmm. as I've said, you know, I think there's a real, um, stigma out there around the perfect relationship. I don't know if stigma is the right word, but there's this idealistic view on how relationships are meant to look. And it's that highlight reel, right? And I call it the shiny couple syndrome where it's like, it's got to be perfect or it's fucking wrong. Right. And what I really love is that, well, I know for sure is that my relationship is far from that, but I used to have that belief of, well, if it's not perfect, he's not right for me. And I would walk away quite easily. So obviously the intention behind the series is to really offer that behind closed doors, look at to what really goes on in relationships. So I would love for you guys to share a little bit about what was going on at that time and how you moved through it. Easy. Do you mind if I set the stage? Okay. So just to set a base understanding for people who are just watching the the, the series for the first time, such a, such a privilege to be the first ones. And Nikki, you're amazing at having these conversations. My goodness. I'm like, finally, yes, we get that. You know? So when, (laughs) when, when you reached out, it was like a full body, just hell yes. Now, um, first of all, in terms of swearing, are we allowed to swear on this? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It's a full body. Fuck yes. Because the the misconception that when I grew up, I grew up thinking, okay, I'm one half. I need to find my other half and we complete each other. Mm -hmm. That was the image. So right now, just to set the stage, I don't subscribe to that model anymore. I now believe I'm a full, whole, complete person meeting a full, whole, complete person. And then we can, can come together, create magic, or we can go apart and create magic. There's a, um, there's a sovereignty to each individual mm-hmm. that was completely missing from my old paradigm. And I feel it's missing from the paradigm today. So just to set the framework, we're two whole individuals coming together because we choose to, not because we need to. And, and that, in that way, instead of a plus sign, right? I, you know, we see that all the time. You know, Eric plus Jamie. Mm-hmm. I see it as a multiplication science, Eric times Jamie. Oh, cool. And so we actually exponentially impact our reach into the world and are also our own individual experience, happiness, joy, whatever that experience is. I personally believe that, (laughs) and we'll get into this, that relationships are a choice um, that isn't taken lightly. Straight in there. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. go And and they're not taken lightly. Like they're not to be, to be, fiddled with or played with mm. because we that's what hmm. one of my mentors said um early on he's like try sitting on a mountaintop and um and be with yourself and find enlightenment um and once you've done that come back and be in a, the next stage is to come be in a relationship with someone whose love you crave and still continue to grow spiritually like good luck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I've always said, you know, my relationship is probably my biggest personal development journey. Like it's constantly Absolutely. that constant 100%. Feeling, peeling back layer after layer after layer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And add on that, babe? No, I think you nailed it. 
beautiful. Yeah. So let's go back to that time. Let's go back to that time to, to answer your question. I kind of just wanted to set the stage of mm. why we choose to be in a relationship. I think it's an amplifier of the human experience. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Thank you. Now we get to go into the story of it. Yeah. So you tell this so beautifully. I love hearing <laughs> the story that we share the story, story. But we were in a, we, we had been together for um, a while, about how long have we been together? A year? Yeah, it had just gone a year. Yep. And we're doing well. We were like, it's the best relationship I had had up until that point. Um, I felt like I was nailing it, doing really well, right? <laughs> like as a man, I was like, I've never felt this good about a relationship before. And about midway through, just to bring it to a point, about midway through extreme leadership, um, there was a moment. And... We were on different wavelengths at that point. I had just said, I just stepped into more of who I was. I'd just gone, you know what? I'm a, I'm a sovereign being. I am, I'm a full body. I can be like, you know, like it's kind of like my life went from black and white into, into color. Technicolor. <laughs> and, uh, and you were in a bit of a different space at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this container was uh, set up and I'm sure if you've heard any of Nikki's stories that mm. it, it's quite an intense container and it's designed <laughs> to bring up everything for you to really step into who you truly are and your leadership. Yeah. Um, and we both went into that container somewhat sovereign. You know, a lot of people didn't even know we were together until the moment that you described. Yeah. Uh, because we both had quite unique intentions on what we were hoping to get out of the weekend. Yes. Um, which was really beautiful. And um, we just come, I just come out of a practice and um, I was probably at that point, you know, at the most fragile of the whole weekend because it was really that, that breaking point for me. And I believe that sometimes we need to break in order to really become. Mm -hmm. And um, so Eric, I was, I was in a process and Eric walked up to me um, and he was in front of me and he was like sharing, you know, with me, he was like, kind of like, I'm here, you know? And there was just this piece of me that felt empty. Mm. There was this piece that I was like, I can't feel you. And I shared to him, I was like, you're standing in front of me, but I can't feel you. Wow. And that must've been really kind of like confronting for you, especially because you've been with this person for a year and then in the space of what, like a week, it had just shifted like that. Yeah. Like a moment. Yeah. Right. It was like the previous um, exercise. I was getting these like downloads, mm. um, these downloads, like it was a quite a big movement practice. And I was, I just kept getting like, Eric's not the one, Eric's not the one. And I was like, what? Like full on. Right. I know. Like, what, what are us talking about? Like he's what just moved to Queensland. Like we're just moved in together. Like what, is, and you know, my, my egoic brain wanted to like fast forward it. But like in that mm. moment, I just had to be in the truth of like, Okay, so he stood in front of me. What I'm experiencing right now is that I can't feel him. Yeah. And um, I just want to like acknowledge you for the, because jump in here as, as a man, I want to jump in and, and just acknowledge you, Jamie, for standing in your truth, mm. even because that's what so many women don't do. Um, when, and especially when a man is, because I was like in my truth, like I'm present, you know, I was very confident in that moment. And she just didn't feel it, right? So I thought I was doing everything right. I'm being present and she doesn't feel it. And so often men go without that feedback. And we just, we just continue this loop of thinking we're doing it. And then behind the scenes, our woman is suffering or not feeling us. Yeah. So I just want to acknowledge you for, like, for that moment. It came together as a perfect storm yeah. where okay. I thought I was doing everything right. Jamie's like, 
I don't feel you. So what can you explain to the people that are watching and listening what you believe the disconnect was? You know, I don't know. Mm. I just know that there was this feeling in my body. And I think that that's the perfect answer for everybody watching because sometimes we don't know. Yeah. We just it get this. It doesn't logically make sense. Yeah. It doesn't logically make sense. Yeah. Now, now a, a key piece was like, I wasn't standing there being like, oh my God, you're not the one. Like I didn't freak out. Right. I was in my heart and I was in my truth. And I was like, there's something here. Yeah. I can't, like you're stood in front of me, but I can't feel you. And it was breaking my heart. Mm. Like to actually share this, it was heartbreaking for me because I wanted the fairy tale. I wanted this. There was so much magic, but in that moment, the truth was that, mm. and I had to share that. And what I want to share with everybody is that the downloads and the truth in that moment might not necessarily be the truth. I mean, Eric and I are obviously still together. It wasn't the truth that he's not the one. What the truth was that that needed to bring me to the truth. Yes. Right. So we then had a conversation mm -hmm. and the conversation was flowing and at, well, at the time um, Eric was opening his heart to me for the first time and I was, I was starting to feel him. It was, mm. it was beautiful. It was kind of like the thing that I craved. Yeah. Um, and I was watching as the, the participants were walking back in. Now this container was so strict that if you didn't rock up on time, then you got locked out of the container and we were about to go into probably the highlight, the pivotal point of the entire weekend. Mm -hmm. Right. So we'd just done all this work in order to have this experience. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and my people pleaser because I was watching the people and Eric couldn't see the people because yeah. he was in this um, share like he was opening his heart to me for the first time he yeah. was sharing to me and I my people pleaser didn't want to interrupt him mm. so my people pleaser didn't interrupt him until it got to a point where I was like baby I'm so sorry but I'll stay and and, and we, we can share this if you want or if you want to experience this next piece then we can do that he was like no let's go and experience the next piece by the time we got up and walked to the door the doors were locked and we missed out on this experience and at that time it just it triggered both of us massively mm. and the lesson you know in that moment i just felt so much guilt that mm -hmm. like i was responsible for him missing out on this like once in a lifetime experience yep um, and he was like, how dare you? That was perfect for me because I've been, I've, up until then I've been, I'm a recovering people pleaser now. And up until then I was so well practiced at putting others in front of my, in front of me. Mm. In front, in front of, and I just stepped into, you know what? I get to put myself first. Like that was my massive light bulb moment. I get to actually put me I first. Choose me. <laughs> I choose me. Yeah. I choose me. And so in that moment, it was perfect because all of a sudden I had the opportunity to fully own that, you know what? I'm pissed off that. At you. At I'm you. pissed off I'm at pissed you. Off at, like I was pissed off at her for the first time. Yeah. For, like, yeah. for the first time I was actually pissed off. Like, and I gave myself permission yeah. to direct that, which in that moment, and I'm not saying it's healthy long-term, I'm just in that moment, it liberated me to actually speak my truth for the first time. Yeah. And that truth was, as much as you didn't feel me, as much as you felt we were disconnected, I still choose you. Mm. And I kept repeating, I, I still choose you. Yeah. And I still choose you. And I still choose you. Because we were sat in front of each other in this moment and I was like, getting that it's not the one and he's going, I still choose you. And it's like, my brain's going, I can't choose you. Mm. Like, and it, like, I like, but I'm in it. Right. So I'm kind of observing my brain and yeah. he's like in tears, literally heartbreaking. Like, I don't care what's been up until now. Mm. I fucking choose this. And I'm like, well, if you don't know who you are, how do you know that you choose me? Yeah. 
know? And that was like, and, and this isn't, there's nothing wrong with Eric at the time. Obviously it was just the process we were going through. Mm. And this moment, you know, even though there was no resolution in the world, logically, there was just this energy that brought us together in that moment. Mm. And so we had this beautiful moment outside where, you know, we were together. There was still so much love for this man. It didn't, it didn't mean that we were going to break up and all this stuff, but it was like, I couldn't fast forward into the future because there was just this moment of like, there's just this stuff here that we have to work through. And that's why the doors were locked, right? That's why the doors were locked, right? That whole, that was the biggest breakthrough for us in the entire thing. It was so perfect. It was perfect. We walked back into the room and we were invited back in and, and we were invited to experience the shares of the people that had just had this life-changing experience that we'd missed out on, which was like even more triggering, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it was actually quite hilariously bad. Oh. <laughs> it was really, it was quite hilarious <laughs> when we reflect on it. And then the facilitator stood and said, who was locked? Is there anybody that was locked out that wants to share? <laughs> and then what happened? I stood up for the first time of the whole weekend. Um, yeah, because I don't remember seeing you until that point. Exactly. I'd, mm-hmm. been, I'd been in the background and I stood up for the first time and uh, I walked up in front of 108 people. You know, my, 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 my hands were shaking. I still remember. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know if I have a future with this woman. And I've just moved into, like, I just, we've just moved in together. I'm in a new city. Mm. And I don't know if that's going to continue. So my whole kind of, if you want to talk chakras, my base is just like shaking. And I stand there and I finally um, am able to release and cry and mm. share what's real. Um, so it was a pivotal moment for me because that was my intention was to really access my heart. And I was able to do that in front of these amazing, beautiful humans. Mm. And um, and then this goddess in the audience stands up and, um, and she says, I fucking choose you. I fucking choose you. I remember it so clearly. <laughs> I was just in tears. <laughs> it was so beautiful. And I run over and just pick her up. It felt like a scene out of a movie. And I couldn't pick her up. And so I was like, but it felt like a movie. Uh, yeah, that it was, was beautiful. That was the moment that you described. Yeah. yeah. And what's shifted since then? So much. Every day. Okay, here's another thing. So I want to set this up properly for, for people because it's really messed me up in the beginning. The moment I think I know Jamie Lee is the moment our relationship starts dying. Mm-hmm. The moment I think I know her. And the moment I think she knows me and we, we're a, we have this sorted, that's the moment we start dying. And so I, I meet her again every day, every, this morning. I was like, hi. I'm Eric. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> we, and we joke about it. We, we remind ourselves jokingly. We have these little comedic triggers. And we're like, when it, whenever we have a realization, I might go, hi, I'm Eric. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And so, as much as we have chosen each other, for, like this is beautiful. Like, yes, we've committed to each other for this lifetime, and we meet each other again, brand new every day. Yeah, I love that, and I think that in itself keeps 
it alive, right? It keeps, and like you said, it stops it from dying, but it keeps that spark alive and it does it's stop true. you from slipping it's into the that. the truth. It's how the universe works. Like nothing stays the same. Mm. Nothing stays the same. It's, it's not this romantic, oh, you know, like we heard in the movies, like, I feel like I'm really just, like, I'm, li- I'm, I'm meeting you for the, f- it's like the first day, every day. It's not a freaking, <laughs> it's not a, a way to look or make her feel a certain way, right? It's not that like, I'm a devoted husband and I want to make her feel like a queen. That's not the energy. It's actually, tr- it's the truth. Yeah. We seeing it's seeing life the way life sees it. When nothing stays the same, everything's constantly evolving and changing and molding. And like, like I'm looking at the Creek down here. The Creek is never the same. Yeah, every day. It's a new Creek every day. So why are we any different? I'm looking at my queen the way that nature looks at my queen, mm. which is she's brand new every day. Yeah. I'm brand new every day. And I love that. And I fully understand it, but I would say there's a lot of people out there that don't get it right. That don't, are not in that kind of conscious relationship as you would call it, you know? So what advice do you have for them in order to kind of, especially if it's like, say, the woman who's spiritually sound and getting and understanding it with a guy who's very, like, logical and straight down the line. Like, how do you kind of bring that into a relationship? Great. First of all, I think you should just nag him and nag him. He goes to a a heart-opening seminar and, like, make just, like, make sure he goes... Just nag him and tell him he's not enough until that. (laughs) You are not a man until you do this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tried and true. It works every time. So when you guys actually met, were you both into the same like personal development and stuff? Or were you kind of, were you peas in the pod in that regard? Or were you saying? We met. Come on. It was a little different. You would, okay. So here's, and this is quite, this is, we're not the only ones. We've spoken to loads of couples and they have a similar, um, Dynamic. I don't know why it happens, but it tends to be a pattern. So if you're listening, this might be a pattern for you too. The woman tends to go first, like go deeper first. Like Jamie was deep in the the, the feminine embodiment work. She'd done all the Tony Robbins and the, the, the how, what I call the how and the mindset work. And now she was deep in the embodiment work. I had done the, I was in the Tony Robbins world. So she felt like she was always kind of like, three steps ahead mm-hmm. in terms of how deep she was willing to go. Mm-hmm. And she inspired me to step up. Now what most, what, what the story typically goes, story typically is woman is more, more enlightened, more embodied and is dragging their, the partner along. Yeah. And the frustration of like, he's come on. Like I can see him. Like he's, I can see he's, he's right there. Mm-hmm. He's just not willing to step up. He's not willing to, like he's not doing it. And so yeah. there's like an impatience yeah. that I feel in a lot of women. And there's like a, a wanting to, a wanting him to be somewhere he's not. Yes. And what I want to say, this is really, really important, ladies. You can see who your man is and what he's becoming years before he is about to become it. Hmm. Yeah. And your job is to be patient, triple it, yeah. <laughs> times it by 10. I mean it. Like, we, our role is to invite him, not to push and drag him because he thinks he's being told what to do. And that's not what men want, right? No. We get to invite them into our worlds. Mm. And the invitation is through our felt sense. And the more that we're embodied, the more that it lights us up, the more that we let them feel 
how it impacts us, feel our joy, feel our pain, feel all of it, the more they'll step in. And they do it without even consciously realizing. They're not going to make a conscious decision, I'm going to go to that thing. But when they feel you come home for it, yeah. from it, and they're like, oh, I'd love, I'd love to have you there one time. Oh. You know, like it's, it's such a different energy. What do you do when I go, oh. Huh. And you need to do this. And you need to do this. Huh. Where do you go? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we, the divine feminine, the feminine gets to be an invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, like Eric, who he is, who he is today is like the man that I saw like 18 months ago, two years ago, right? Like that I that I had moments and glimpses of. And when we got together, of course, there was this like part of me that was like, oh my God, can't you just see who, who you be and who you're becoming? And like, mm-hmm. like and, and like, no, it, it's just like holding this space. And then when he comes to his realization, of course, I celebrate, I love, I like, you know, we, we, we go first, we see it. Mm. And it's our job to like acknowledge them, praise them, love on them, hold the space for them to step into. Mm. That's yes. what a true queen does, mm-hmm. right? That's it. And that's, you know, something I've definitely noticed in my relationship is like, I was that person that was like, babe, you need to come and do these things. You need to come and try them. It's going to be so good for you. It's so awesome. Arara, and was doing the pushing. And it wasn't until I stepped back, embodied my feminine to really allow him to step into his masculine that he just completely shifted. And he would just say stuff out of like nowhere. I'd be like, where the fuck did that come from? You know, he was already on that journey. Yes, I just got to hold like you said, that space and invite him and, and pull, like call him forward in a really loving way, not a, you need to do this. Yes. It's so a huge, beautiful. it's so, so beautiful. And our men are on their own journeys and it doesn't look the same as ours. No, exactly. It's good, but like, and they don't even have to go to seminars and events and stuff. Do you know, a lot of the time, just you doing the work and being in open space and inviting him in and sharing your heart with him invites him into his own. Yes. His own growth. Yeah. Truly. Our hearts are, are so powerful. And I loved what you said about the patience and how you brought that up because I think that's something that a lot of women struggle with. I have for sure. And most definitely is like, I want it now. Like you need to be doing it now rather than acknowledging that each and every single individual has their own journey and their own t- like timing, right? So we get to step into that patience. And often when we do, when we just take that step back and take the pressure off, it just happens so much faster without us even totally. trying, right? And I think there's like, there's an energy of like, if you're like, you're being patient, but you're still like resentful, yeah. pissed off, right? Because you're still exuding that. He's still going to feel it. He's still not going to feel enough. He's still Expectation gonna with the patience. Yeah. You're yep. never pleasing. Like all our men want to do is love us well. Yep. They'll like give us anything. Like they will mm-hmm. kill for us. Literally, they will die for us. So yep. we, we need to not take that lightly. Yeah. We need to not manipulate and abuse it. Yeah. We get to be really truthful like when we're going to ask for something make sure it's something that you really fucking want yeah and that's really important to you and then show up in the relationship where like even though i can see this vision of who you be like fuck you're doing a good job today like fuck you're an amazing man as you are today like this is what i trust about you and like you can say that to them or you can just say that to yourself and show up to your relationship in that energy and mm. watch and they feel it yep yeah the next thing to to bring something tangible to someone who's not fully under and i totally like if i watched this three years ago <laughs> yeah 
what, what the like, fuck are they talking yeah, about? <laughs> and kind of like, what? They're talking about like energy and feeling. Like I wouldn't have understood it. And so, so just to speak to the mind for a second, a very tangible thing that couples can do is uh, figure out what love language is, mm. is your prominent one. Yeah. And um, if, you, if you're not familiar with it, there's five love languages. And it's kind of like English and French and Chinese. So like picture a, a Chinese man trying to speak to a French woman. He's going to be, and he might be saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. French woman's going to go, I don't understand. I don't understand. What, 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 what? What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? And she goes, I love you. I love you. I love you. He goes, I don't understand what you're saying because, and and we're the same as humans. We have different ways of receiving love. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're, they're physical touch. They're words of affirmation. They're quality time. There's gifts and then there's acts of service. So like five different ways to receive and give love. Um, And we found that most relationships have a disconnect and because everyone's slightly different. So um, you might, you might be thinking, Hey, I do the dishes. I clean the floors and she doesn't even acknowledge me. Yeah. Right. I take out the rubbish and she doesn't even acknowledge me. I never, I never, I never hear a word. Um, Common complaint for men is I'll do everything right. And I get a meh, but when I fuck up, I hear about it for weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's a very common complaint. So um, the five love languages really helped us. So like I, for example, I can say to Jamie, my love language is physical touch. That's how I feel and I give love. I think 99% of men are physical touch. Like every guy. Right. That That's a good thing touch. to know, right, ladies? So if you're wondering why am, is he not, why, why is he not feeling love or why he's, am I not feeling loved by him? It's probably because he's giving love with, with physical touch and you might be something different. Yes. Um, and that's it. We tend to give love in the way that we want to receive it. Absolutely. Not in the way the other person actually receives it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Jamie's a words of affirmation gal. She loves to be told. Right. Yeah. I'm there told. with you girl. <laughs> I was to be told. Tell me how amazing I am. We, we, we had a joke in the car on the way back from yoga, actually. Um, I think yeah. Eric uses it quite strategically. Mm. So, Absolutely. So in the times, like we, we thought we'd make up a meme, you know, like when your woman's about to roar and it's just like, you're so beautiful. And she goes from like, ah, to, oh. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that to be like, I'll hear this drop of like, you're so beautiful. And I was like, you're just doing that because you feel me right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It works, right? It like disarms the trigger. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right. So that's a beautiful, um, interlude i guess is the word to talking about fighting right because i had a big belief that fighting was all bad like we don't fight if if we fight then it's not right and i'm I'm fucking out the door right yeah and it's so not true like what i have discovered in my relationship and the relationship that i'm in now which is probably the most conscious relationship i have been in um is that every single fight is actually a massive expansion rather than a reason to walk away. Yes. Yes. So I would love for you guys to share, you know, how do you move through that stuff? Like when you're, cause you know, we all go there, right? We all get to those points where we're like, I just don't want to be around you. You are just driving me nuts. Mm-hmm. How do you move through that? Yeah. I'd love to share. This totally. Me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've, I've got to pee. You go. You go. You go. Okay. 
<laughs> no, you stop. No, you stop. You say goodbye. You hang up first. <laughs> the main thing for me, and this is what has really landed over the last year, is she, Jamie has no ability to make me feel anything. Mm. She has, she has no ability to make me feel sad. She has no ability to make me feel angry. She has no ability to make me feel happy. She has the ability to shine a light on parts of myself that create that emotion. So usually when I feel the need to argue or fight, it's because she has shone a light on a piece of myself that I don't like. Mm. So, a perfect example, like let's keep it super simple, right? Like simple example would be sometimes I'm neglectful. Sometimes I forget appointments and I'm not typically very planned up until now. I'm not like planning is not my strong suit up until now. And so whenever she goes, babe, I just, can we just plan? Like, can, I, can we I don't, like when she gets into that energy, that triggers me because I go, oh, she's right. I'm good at that. And then I go, and then boom, all my, my conditioned tendencies are going to come up. So I'm going to fight, fright, fight, flight, freeze, or appease. And that triggers me. So just to set the framework is I don't believe that, she, that the other person, I don't believe that Jamie is responsible for a fight or an argument. It actually just shines a light on me. And then I have an opportunity to own that trigger and own my part in that. So I get to look at it and then bring it to the surface and then clear it, which allows the space to speak from truth. Yes. And then we can have a truthful yes. conversation. Yes. Okay. So in the moment, how do you deal with that though? Because it can be like, fuck, I'm getting triggered as fuck. And all I want to do is fight. So how yep. do you. What First of all, is like, just acknowledge it. That's what I do. I'm feeling I'm really fucking angry. I'm really, I'm really triggered. fucking triggered right now. Yeah. And, and we use the word trigger. We don't, we don't name anger or we don't, we can, but we, we personally in our relationship, we just go really triggered. I'm, I'm triggered right now. And, 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 and my response might be like, if I'm not as triggered, I might go into like hold space mode. I might be like, okay, cool. You're in your trigger. Or yeah. I'm like, I'm really fucking triggered too. <laughs> like, yeah. like, okay. Cool, here we are. Here we are. We're in this new place. So yep. do you move apart and then come back or do you try and figure it out straight away? I like that one. I like, I like the move apart. And come back. I, I'll just leave the room. I'll go for a drive. Create the space. Because it's not productive to stay in that space and speak from trigger, in my opinion. I, um, uh, my condition tendency is to fight and to fix. And so like, I want to like, get into it now. Yeah. Um, so mine is to not walk away. And I'm like, when he's like, if he's to leave in a trigger, it triggers my abandonment stuff, like mm. abandonment stuff. Right. So what, what I want to share as a holistic, like if we just zoom up for a second, yeah. I think fights are about getting to truth. I think fights are about getting to the truth. And the only reason we fight is when we're not, we don't have the ability to get to truth without the fight. Mm. So when we build frameworks and communication styles and you have an understanding of each other and you come from a place of generosity, you can drop into truth more easily. You don't have to have the explosion of emotion to get to the truth. Mm -hmm. So some, so what I've found with our practice, because we are both so committed to communication and because we are, we do genuinely really love each other and we want the best for each other. Mm -hmm. 
and for ourselves mm. that we have we have practiced getting to truth quicker. So sometimes it doesn't take the big triggers. So for an example, this morning on the way, because of this self-awareness, because of this like sovereignty within self, on the way home from yoga, we had a coffee and um, Eric was like, let's set an intention for this interview. I was like, great. And he was like, I want to like, everything's on the table. I want all cards out. Like I, I really want like just to be so transparent and so real. And I want to take down the veil and um, all the things. And in that moment, I was feeling a little bit triggered and I didn't know that I was triggered in the moment, but I was like, yeah, like I get that. And there's just, you know, a piece of me that's like, you know, podcast interviews, like let's not share all our shame and like stuff like all over put like interviews, like for, for people to see, like they get to be in like, containers where we're doing deep work with people and we want to inspire them to those deep places people that want to do the deep work not just anybody listening you know like and what was really going on it wasn't about that what was really going on was i felt he was saying that how i show up as i am wasn't enough mm. that like it wasn't deep enough and so i got i wanted to like i was like there's something here for me because i was feeling it so my immediate reaction is like i'm feeling this there's something here for me can i open and then I dropped in and there was tears. I was feeling really vulnerable as it was. And I was like, babe, like I'm already feeling really vulnerable. And I feel like you're telling me that how I be isn't good enough or it's not like it's, it's not already raw enough or it's not already, you know, going to be really valuable. Mm. And so I felt that and I had the little tear. And of course, as soon as I'm in my heart, he's like, okay, that makes sense. Mm. I see you. And, and then it was clear. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that makes sense. And then we get to show up, right? So it's like we have the, we've practiced. Yeah. And we've practiced like if I'm really honest, I I just want to really say yeah. is that to those who are watching who are completely new to this, it yeah. doesn't just happen overnight. It no, no, no. This practice. is practice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So don't like don't sit there and beat yourself up or feel like you're getting it wrong or you're fucking it up. You're not. No, it no, just no. takes practice. It's with yeah. the awareness. Yeah. comes the change and the shifts. Yeah. So just commit to constantly being the best version of yourself in your relationship. Yeah. yeah. If we're like being really real, like yeah. in the beginning, it was like just noticing that it's a trigger yeah. was, a, was a triumph. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, exactly. You know, like, yeah. But I would be just be angry. Why are you angry? I'm angry. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. It was like, just, I'm angry. Why I feel super. And then I would go in from anger into sadness. And why do I feel sad? I don't know why I feel sad. I don't know why. I don't feel well, I'm that's sad. what's always underlying the anger, right? It's the deep sadness. Yeah. So yeah. in the beginning, it was just like, oh, I was triggered. That's what a trigger is. That's what a trigger is. That was the triumph. Like, oh, that's what. And then I get better and better at noticing a trick. Yeah. Oh, there it is again. There it, oh, there it is again. Oh, this guy's a bit of a comeback king. He's like coming back, this, this sadness thing. But yeah. it's usually preceded by anger. And then so he goes from anger into sadness. Oh, that's interesting. So just like noticing the patterns. Yeah. And even the triggers aren't even logical. Like for me, I feel no, it in my body. I feel it in my stomach. It's like this pang and I'm like, oh, God, okay, there's something. Like, yeah. What's going on there? But to you talk about the time. Be, be aware of it. And what I also want to share is that this, this work, this emotional mastery work is like my life's work. Yeah. And it came from a place of like me being in, in so much deep pain and suffering, mm. like in my life, in my teens, in my early twenties, like I'm really not knowing, you know, why I felt such a victim to the world and my life, like everything was happening to me and I didn't know how to get out of it. And I felt so powerless. Mm. And that pain has driven me to become 
so fucking acutely aware of what this is so that I can embody it and then be a useful example to teach it to others. So if you're watching this, know that this is like my life's work. So don't compare yourself to that. But what I would invite is like, just notice. And the way that it's been up until now and how powerless you felt, it doesn't have to be that way. And really when we can get, when we can sit in our hearts and we sit in our vulnerability, like it's through vulnerability. And I believe that to be vulnerable in a relationship first, women get to go and practice vulnerability being held by sisters in women's circles and spaces. Yes. Deep holding. And then you get to like do that work on yourself to then come really whole to your relationship and practice there. And then you've got the boundaries and the confidence to ask for what you need and, um, and, and what you want. Right. Mm. Um, and it's not, that's important too. And that whole, you know, my thing was definitely, you know, I would do all this work and I would get to a place where I felt really confident. I felt really good within. I felt really centered and calm. And then I'd get into a relationship and it was like all of that just went out the window because what happens is that we then get into a space where the trigger and that's where the real work begins, right? Is that the triggers come up and you've got this person mirroring back all of the stuff within you that still gets to be looked at and and loved on. But until you really like get into that kind of experience, then you can sit there and cruise through life and think, oh yeah, I've got this. But it's really when that stuff really starts coming up, you're just like, okay, cool. Now we're actually (laughs) doing some deep shit here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well said. So I wanted to touch on shame a little bit and I would love for you guys to tell us about a time where you've experienced deep shame in your relationship and how you've moved through that. So for those watching, I just wanted to like define what shame is as well compared to guilt. So shame is when you, it is a coming from a place of I am rather than guilt, which is an I did. So it's like, I am a terrible person. I am scum. I am dirty. I am an asshole. Whatever it is that's kind of you're labeling yourself as being that is where shame comes in and it becomes that shame spiral. Mm. Where do you want to go? Mm. So the, um, the workshop that we did together where we met Nikki, mm. there was a huge um, shame practice there, which enabled us to meet Ooh. those places of ourselves. And the reason we do that is to free ourselves. Yeah. Right. And, um, when we came home from that exercise, uh, we weren't in the same group, so we didn't witness each other in our shame. Yeah. Um, however, when we got home, I think it was that night, yeah. um, there was just this, it overcame me and Eric was in the shower and I was like, I need to share all of my shame with you. Like I, I want to do this exercise essentially with you. Mm. And I stood and I literally bared all of it. Like there was like, I don't know, maybe six things that I had held deep shame about in my life. Mm. And, um, yeah, I shared, I shared it all naked while he was in the shower. I don't think I even really gave you much of a warning. I was just like, I'm going to do this. (laughs) It was kind of like, it was kind of, I laugh about it now, but Mm. you know, it was about me setting myself free. And I feel like, Mm. you know, I, I share that, you know, there's nothing in our relationship that you don't see that I'm afraid for you to see that, um, you know, I remember being in relationships where I didn't even like having the lights on or getting changed in front of my partner or like, like, the, like the sideways wiggle out to the yeah, toilet. Like, so you didn't see I, your bum. <laughs> that was okay. Like... Or, you know, can I wear makeup, put makeup on in the morning or, you know, like there was all that, yeah. there was a lot of that. Right. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm really proud to say that there, there's like none of that, you know, I can feel beautiful with and without, and that's not you. I think that's a reflect, I mean, it's you and the space you hold 
for us because you are such a space of non-judgment mm. in who you be and mm. unconditional love, which is just so beautiful because this man is just the embodiment of that. Mm. And then the work that I've done on myself to really be a reflection to myself of unconditional love and a space for everything being possible, like all of you is welcome. Like I think we like to kind of show up yeah. with our friends and our, and our tribe and our clients and everything is like all of you is welcome. And it's because we've met all of ourselves. Yeah, right. I definitely feel that. Like there's something about these two when you meet them and particularly you, Jamie, I just remember like when we went and did that light worker activation and yeah. there was that part where we had to do the looking in and you came over and you grabbed me like, I've been meaning to catch up with you for ages. And I just, and I just feel your truth. Like mm -hmm. I feel that you just genuinely and authentically embody what you speak, what you do, like all of it. You just, there's just a realness to you. And I really just want to honor that because it's, it's really beautiful and it's rare. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> what about, about you, you, Eric? You want to share shame pieces? Shame, so, shame is interesting. I, I've, I didn't understand what shame was. Like yeah. as a dude, I was like, like what's, what is, what even is shame? There's like, yeah. I just, no, there's stuff that you don't talk about. Like, like I just, that was part of just the reality. Like, yeah, the stuff that I've done in my life and I just don't talk about it. Like I'll never, like we had like, I had like weird pacts with my friends that were like, we'll never speak of this again. You know, like there's that. And then there's the pieces of like, what does that mean about me? And yeah. so that means I'm this kind of person, right? Yeah. Which is underlaying. And that, that I, I never even used to let it into my thought process. Like if someone asked me about what am I ashamed of? Like, like I would have a hard time digging it out, mm. right? Because I, I, I just, what do you mean? Like I've just boom stuffed it down. Like it's not even part of my awareness. Mm. And then I learned that I see you. And then I learned that <laughs> through this, through the work. And look, I be, I personally believe that I couldn't have done this alone. I am. There are so many mentors and so many friends and so many relationships that have just pointed things out for me the number one step that i had to take was i'm not happy mm. that's and that's huge for guys right there that's the moment when i was like fuck Acknowledging I'm, that. yes and i'm not getting in like it's not getting any better yeah like right so like and that's the the three pains the three like the pain in the present like right now i'm in pain and then in the past it's been painful in the past and then i look forward and i go it's not looking like it's going to change so it's going to be painful in the future as well and then boom all right something's got to change mm -hmm. and so i just went in and i said look i don't know what it is but i got to change something so i just said i'll, I'll try anything I'm trying, like, I'll go into, okay, what meditation is all about. Okay, that, I don't want to resonate with that meditation, but that meditation resonates. I'll go to a seminar. Mm. I'll, like, I'll do whatever it takes, but it comes from a decision right off the bat. Like, I'm not happy. Yeah. And that's the thing, I think, especially with, like, human psychology, it takes that low, low, low point for us to really ignite the change. And that was definitely for me. My change was, um, my catalyst was a friend of mine dying from a drug overdose and the realization that I was suffering so badly. I was in so much pain that my life could be taken from me in an instant. Yep. And I was like, this has to change. And that's, yep. you know, often the way that we humans are designed is that it takes hitting that low point to mm -hmm. us for us to actually ignite something. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, you know, 
it can suck because it's like, well, we go through and we know we're not happy. Like we know we're not happy, but mm. often you don't know how to, how to kind of move through it or actually what to do or how to, you know, how to create the change or how to even reach out, you know? So, and especially for men, right? Like it's, it's yep. massive for guys. So a lot of the, the, so just to honor your question and honor the point to really put a point on it, like I believe most of this, most of the magic of this is actually created by the work we do outside of this. Yeah, definitely. Like I've committed to working on myself. Jamie's, <laughs> definitely committed to working on herself and we take those ev evolutions of ourselves and we bring it to the relationship it's not that this relationship is the be all end all this is the if this is okay then our lives are good yeah. it's not that you know like because that, that has that's been an addiction of my life too like yeah. as long as too, i have moments of it still this is okay yeah. It's the same in business in all areas, right? As long as this is okay. And then we're constantly striving for it to be, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when. It's like, right. no, it's, it's finding no. that joy and that contentment within self. Yep. And then Regardless of what chaos is going on around you. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So That's work. So to, That's touch on, to touch on shame, I didn't realize that was, the, that was a part of the problem. I had no idea. I just knew I wasn't happy. And then like the breadcrumbs, like Steve Jobs, you can always connect the dots looking back. It's hard to do it looking forward. So it, I ended yeah. up in shame and that was a huge release. But if I'm listening to this three years ago, I don't go, you know what? I've just got some, some stuff down shame that I'm dealing. And that's, what, <laughs> yeah. like, that's I, that wasn't even part of my, yeah. no idea. I was just like, I, you know what? I'm not happy. Yeah. yeah. We can think about these parts of ourselves. Like all of the, the things that have happened to us, the negative experiences, the, the emotion, shame, whatever, is stored in the body. Yep. Mm. And what we need to do, we need to free up real estate to invite new possibilities in, right? So to be able to free up real estate, we need to release these things from the body. Yep. Yeah. So if you think about it like that from a logical sense, right? If you are called to do more work, then that can be a point. And I also just want to share that in my experience, there's some people like I would describe Eric as somebody who operates, you know, like from here, he's just like, I'm going to focus on the good. Like there might be stuff here, but I'm, it's not here. It's not affecting me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm all good. I'm all good up here. Right. Yep. And then like myself, there was no buffer. There was like no buffer to be able to stuff anything. Like I still stuff stuff down, but I would kind of sit in that. So I'd find myself in more depressed states. I'd find myself mm. with more anxiety. I would find myself not being able to positive think my way out of it. Yeah. So therefore my human experience was maybe uh, I, I found myself experiencing more suffering because there wasn't as much, there wasn't a, a filter. And I'm not saying that you have a filter, but you were just really good at like not feeling. Four and a half Is years. Is that suppression though? It's, it's suppression. Avoidance, right? So it's not necessarily that he's happier. It's just yeah. that he's denying himself feeling that. Exactly. Yep. Um, and I feel like some, some people don't have that denial filter so then they're just experiencing life and then they go to the doctor and they get some antidepressant anti medications and you know like there's all the there's like these cycles and when we're surrounded by communities of people where that's just the norm you start to outcast yourself and you'd be like oh there's something wrong with me because everybody else yes. seems to have, have a happy life because look at their instagram and look at their relationship and look at blah 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 blah. but what i want to say to that is that there's a reason mm. that that you don't have a filter and that 
it's it's there for you that's your work to hear like heal it and clear it and a lot of the time the women that come to me like i just i feel and i say they're here to work with the women they're here to help Mm. you know they have this huge desire on their heart and this this stuff that they're sitting through the the stuff that's really challenging for them is their work it's part of their initiation to step into who they are and who they came here to be and i just want to presence that like when we some people, it, it seems okay. It seems like they don't have stuff because they're really good at suppressing it. And then others feel like there's something wrong with them because they can't seem to get over it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong, right, good or bad about either. It's just different. Yeah. And I just wanted to present that. And then two, yeah. And then two souls, you know, that are really good at acting, mm-hmm. right? Like they get together and then they put on a show for the world and everyone goes, wow, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had your relationship. Yeah. So they try to mimic what they think that relationship is about, not knowing anything about that relationship. And then it becomes yeah. just a stuffing down fest. Hello. Like we live from the head up Hello. and going, yeah, exactly. I mean, and slowly dying on the inside and then eventually manifest disease. So this thing is real. And yeah. I, the, I that's it was actually I'm... one of my triggers for creating this was that I kept mm-hmm. seeing these couples who had these perfect relationships on Instagram yeah. Then next minute they're falling apart and they're breaking up. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, can yeah. we just start being real? You know, yeah. like you don't have to be sharing every like serious, like devastating fight or whatever, but just be real. Like yeah. occasionally it's not all fucking sunshine and roses. Right. And that you don't want it to be. You no. Because that's shit. And you don't grow and you don't expand. You, like you said, you die. Your relationship is dying. If it's all just like, <sighs> And people are like, but there's people out there that have these incredible relationships all the time. I'm like, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. You know, you don't know what it really takes to make this relationship work. It takes that commitment from two people, that effort from two people to actually do the work on themselves and then grow in their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Oh, yes. I do want to touch on sex. Let's go there. Boom. Has sex. Demonstration. Has it changed? Why not? <laughs> it was slow, wasn't it? We were just going to be like, what, see what comes up. <laughs> um, but I would love to know, like, what's your sex life like from since you, when you guys met to, like, how did you guys meet, actually? Uh, at a sex dungeon. Uh, <laughs> I'm not her up. <laughs> yeah, a group orgy. <laughs> not really. Uh, uh, we were in the same Tony Robbins room three years running and only met on the third time. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. So we were unleashed the power within walking on fire and breaking through barriers. Awesome. And, um, and then we met on the, the only the third year. That's awesome. how we essentially met. Let's, let's talk about sex. Where do we want to yeah. start with sex? So I really I want to just look at like the progression because I think there's a lot of like um, stigma or not stigma, but expectation that sex is, it dies in a relationship. Yeah. You want to, st- you stop wanting to have sex. And I think there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes, but I'd love to share your, what your kind of journey has been like with that. Yeah, yeah definitely. <clears throat> well, as a man, there's a whole bunch of stigma around what it means to be good in bed. Mm. So let's like, let's put that on the table. Like there's a whole bunch of expectations about being good in bed and, the results of that so like okay it does she if she comes before me then that's a good thing if we have sex regularly that's a good thing 
All right. So there's all these, and, and porn is a massive impact. Like I saw stats like 67% of boys 15 and younger have watched porn. I've watched porn regularly, meaning once a week or more. Like it's nuts. And I believe that. 15. Under, yeah, 15 and under, yeah. oh, 67%. That scares me. So, and, and speaking, just speaking to my friends as well, they, most of them started watching porn between nine and 11 years old. So, and now that's, that, that's the past generation. Now it's even more accessible. Yeah, well, that was magazines and like that, yeah, making tapes and things, yeah, right? Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. It's now, the shit that's available. It's, it's on the phone. It's on the phone. Yeah. And so I just want to presence that and put that in. So I came to the relationship mm with a ton of programming yeah and i also had an idea that sex needs to be consistent and it needs to be a certain amount of like a certain length right the longer i last the better that is Mm. and it's all about the hype the heightened moments it's Mm. so so i had to look at that and go is that making me happy Mm. and is that making her happy you know, and, and that's what the beauty of committing to something long-term has been. Like once the commitment is there, like, you know what, through thick and thin, I'm committing to this. And that was when I fully could just drop everything and go, you know what, I'm, I'm dealing with this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, so there was a, a pivotal moment in our relationship before and after bridge. When, when that commitment happened, of like, I fucking choose you. When that happened, before that, there was a level. There was there was me performing. Yes, the performance. Was me do- and I was doing a fucking great job because I made it. A, I made it a, a point, right? That was my. Was he and- doing a great job, Jamie? No. <laughs> See, you thought you were. That's not a question to ask right now. <laughs> I was. Doing you wanted great. to go there. I was crushing it. <laughs> I had this performance mindset. I was focused on the outcome not about not on being there so come back to like love languages i was giving love in a way that i thought i was supposed to give love yeah and it wasn't landing so post post bridge actually do you want to speak speak to that before so our beginning beginning of our relationship i think it was just like where we were at you know that so a lot of this feminine work that i've been doing there's a lot of like sexual healing and ancestral trauma and if you've never heard that before then don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm talking about so when i when i think about our sex i i have a belief now that like we have a lifetime together to explore it Mm. yeah like that's my belief that we have a lifetime together to explore it Mm. and our sex like we actually i've we've talked so i'm really big on measuring and understanding if you haven't told already <laughs> i thought you meant measuring as in they measuring well we've done that eric and his big dick yeah. anyways that's, a, that's another story for another time um I'm put that out there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyways um no, there was like a point where I was like, okay, on a scale of one to 10, like how happy are you in our sex life? Yep. And we, we had that conversation. Yes. And we're like, okay, I'm an eight and I'm a seven or I'm a nine or mm. I'm an eight. And it changes time, yep. like month to month, week to week even. Yep. I was like, great. And then we, we worked out, okay, cool. Well, why is it an eight? And we worked out that there was frequency, level of connection. Yep. And what was the last thing? Um, 
maybe there was one more thing. So then we dived into like what that yeah. actually meant. He's like, oh, well, frequency rise aren't this and frequency rise aren't that. And yeah. we worked out that we actually had different needs and desires when it came to different sex needs. and how we, how we connect. Yeah. Yes. So that was such a beautiful practice of like understanding that. So like mm. um, Eric's frequency was higher than what mine was, yet the level of connection and intimacy was deeper for me than maybe what he needed. Yep. He needed to have sex to feel connected. I needed to feel connected to have sex. Yes. Very yes. common yes. dynamic. Yeah. Man and female. Yeah. 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 Um, say that again for them. Yeah. So um, men need to feel, men need to have sex to feel connected and women need to feel connected to have sex. So yeah. you can see how that's a bit opposite. So there's, I think there's a level of generosity that we have to come into a relationship with. Mm. We have to understand where they're at, what, what they're going through, you know, like, like actually putting myself in your shoes for a second, you know, like if I, if I like in all truth, like my belief, what I've thought about sex and stuff and wanting to like, my brain wants to be like, Oh, it should look like this. Cause I hear stories of like amazing women in my space and circles that are having fucking visions of ISIS goddesses during their sex and like all of these like (laughs) meditation things. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I want that. Like, I want to see fucking ISIS and have downloads in our sex. You know, like, <laughs> like in ancient times, the priestesses would use sex as it was part of, it's quite a spiritual practice. Mm. And so if I let myself go into comparison and run stories, then I would be telling myself a whole lot of stories. But what I got really clear on is like, that we have a lifetime together to explore that. Yeah. And right now, like sex is, is good. And I know that it can be great and through the roof as well. Um, And not that it's not great at moments. It's not great right now. (laughs) But that's the thing. And that's what's real. You know, it goes through times where it's like, like, especially when we throw kids into the mix, like there's times where it's just like, baby, get it in me. Let's go. And there's other times where we have time to actually love, like make love over a long period of time. But there was also a period there where we didn't have sex for a long time because we couldn't fit it in. So it's like, you know, yeah. The realization, the re- being real about it. And like, like what you said is that I need to feel connected. I need to feel loved. I mean, feel supported by him in order yes. to want to have sex, but he needs, you know, sex to feel connected. So it's like this, oh, but a realization for me was that I was making it all about me too. Yeah, the I was like, what am I getting out of this? And rather than actually looking and, and choosing to give him pleasure, there was one point where he said to me, you know, you used to give me pleasure because you liked doing it. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck babe you are so right like i'd stopped doing that stuff and i hadn't done that intentionally but this was just um the result of a fuckload of shit happening in a really short amount of time and us just feeling completely disconnected from each other so i think you know it's that understanding and it's that open communication and having those those conversations that aren't always easy but are always going to get you probably the best results and the biggest results right we get to truth and with the truth we have Yep. more expansion exactly really, really putting a point on it it comes back to if we feel like we need the other person to fill us up yeah and make us feel a certain way if we if we need the other person that's that's again all paradigm that's me yeah. half me half to a whole so the best thing that when when it's perfect what you said nikki is perfect because when jamie is fully filling her own cup mm-hmm. and when she does her movement practices she's so hot and attractive to like to me like i'm just drawn to that mm-hmm. and when i am honoring my mission and i'm you know and stepping my masculine. into my masculine she goes oh mm-hmm. so my the biggest thing we've learned 
in our sex life is not to work on the sex. Yes. Actually to work on ourselves. Again, Jamie, how can I feel fully in my body? Mm. Me, how can I stay on mission? And that increases polarity, boom. And as we know, polarity, boom. And that's the innate like ways way that we are designed is that, you know, that masculine and feminine, it's in our DNA. Yeah. You know, and we are drawn to that. We are drawn to masculine men, our men who are on purpose, who are in mission, who are like focused and who are stepping up and taking charge. Yeah. And for me, the feminine, and I think that's something that's really like, I'm so grateful for the feminist movement and all that it has like given us. And it's seriously fucked a lot of women up because it's yeah. made women become hard as fuck and hate men in a general sense. Yeah. And that's where my journey is at, at the moment is stepping deeply like, cause I had a belief that if I'm in my feminine, it makes me weak. And if I'm not in control and he's in power more in the relationship, then mm. I'm being controlled and that's not okay. Whereas what I'm realizing is the more I step into my feminine and embody that, the more powerful I actually feel, the more he steps into his masculine, the more I want to have sex with him. Oh, my, oh. You know, my vagina is just going, come at me, you know, like it's opening up again. Because yeah. we went through that phase of I had risen so far into my masculine, he had dropped into his feminine. I'm like, I don't want to have sex with you. Like, why would I want to have sex with you? You're, you're like a woman, you know? Yeah. So it was like this beautiful Ooh. awareness of well, actually it doesn't make me weaker to be in my feminine at all. Yeah. Really well said. Well said. <laughs> this journey. I love it. I'm so fucking, ugh, I love it. All right. So just a couple of questions, quick questions to, um, finish off because I'm just wary of time. Um, what's the key ingredient to sustaining a relationship? Communication. Self-responsibility. Beautiful. Mm. Radical self-responsibility. Where do you think most people are getting it wrong? Communication. <laughs> self-responsibility. <Not> self <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, if there's one piece of parting information that you would like to leave the viewers, listeners with, what would it be? Life. There's always going to be other options. And I found myself in a relationship going, oh, I remember when I was single. Mm. And I've been single going, oh, I remember when I was in a relationship. Mm. And I'll give the advice that really landed for me when Tom Bilyeu and his wife decided that they're not going to have children. And he said, the best thing that led me to that decision was a friend of mine. He said, whatever you choose, choose it wholly, fully, mm -hmm. and without regret. Yeah. And I choose this relationship wholly, fully, and without regret. Mm. And that's my that. advice. Beautiful. Thank you. He nailed it. <laughs> you happy with that? All right, my loves. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. This is such a beautiful conversation. Yeah. And um, I just really want to say, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for you guys saying yes to this as oh, well God. and oh. being a part of this and sharing this because it's, I believe it's really important work. And when we start having these conversations, it opens up that space for others to just feel more human and yes. not so alone. 
everybody deserves to feel more human. And thank you for having us. And I just want to share with anybody that's watching that has any further questions or anything, please don't hesitate to reach out to both of us or put it in comments or whatever. Like, How can they find you? How can people watch Yeah, you? Um, Jamie Lee Curtis on Facebook and Instagram. Eric Bergen, just click the link down below. You've got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, tag all your socials and everything in the... Yeah. Easy done. Yeah. Easy um, done. And or more importantly, keep watching the next episodes of this show and these yeah. conversations. Yeah. We're two humans. You might not resonate with us. Yes. But the next people that are coming on, they might be mm, your people. So keep watching. Be yes. part of the conversation. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you, my love. Thanks, guys. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I really, really enjoyed that conversation. And I'm pretty sure you would have too. How amazing are they? And it was so beautiful to sit with the gorgeous Jamie and the handsome Eric and really dive into some real talk around relationship their relationship and what it takes for them to create such an incredible sustainable loving space between two humans <sighs> so so good fills me up so much i'm super pumped for the next one and yeah i hope that you guys got something out of it so if you'd like to connect with jamie or eric you can find them on social media i've dropped all their links below in the description and also if you're feeling called to kind of go deeper with this stuff and you would like some support then please head over and join my soulmate attraction group where i share so much information around not only attracting your partner but creating incredible relationships to be able to sustain you know to make a relationship last and go the distance because it does take effort my loves it really does but when you understand that and with more awareness and understanding whew, it can only take flight so if you feel so called head over come and join the group or you can find me on socials as well all my links are below as well and until next time remember that you are loved you are lovable and you are loved i'll see you soon